It's Dr. Stu's Podcast. Yay! Podcast number 76 here at drstuespodcast.com. Subscribe on iTunes. You'll never, ever miss an episode of Dr. Stu's Podcast. And we appreciate you downloading the show, sharing the show, tweeting it out, putting it on your Facebook page, because uh, it's the greatest show the internet has ever fa- has ever found. <laughs> it's the greatest show in the history of the internet. Uh, my friend Dr. Stuart Fishbein is here. I am Brian Whitman, and we welcome you to podcast number 76, The Spirit of 76. Yeah, you're the high man of hyperbole there, Brian. It's pretty- I am. I am the high man of hyperbole. That's right. Uh, listen, welcome. It's good to see you. Nice to see you, my I, friend. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Likewise. Do you know why I'm smiling from ear to ear? Why are you smiling from ear to ear? Well, you do have a beautiful big smile. You know why? Why are you smiling? Because from- I'm here with you doing the podcast. Oh, you're so sweet. It's my favorite time of the week. It is. A, it is a great time because I'll tell you something. Even though we have microphones in front of us, it's almost as if we don't have mic. I mean, look, this is how I talk. I mean, basically, this is it. And this is how Stu is. So it's just like two dudes getting together who like to chat to each other. We're holding microphones. But if we weren't. If they were like strapped to us or we were wearing them like now they have Ted Cruz when he gave his announcement speech for the presidency. He wears that sophisticated headpiece that has the wire that hangs down. So it's hands. He looks like a rock star. Yeah, he looks like a rock star. Right. See? Yeah, right. The old radio guy in me, I guess, likes holding the microphone, you know. So, yeah, and I want to I want to say that we, it's actually three guys sitting around hanging out because we have producer Randy. Randy's here. great, but he's only holding a microphone now to say something like. like Hey I'm, there. The, I'm like, the hamburger of this conversation. Like, hey now. There he is, he always right. says, hey now. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey, yep. so listen, so you were gone last week because uh, you were on a listener cruise, and we, I missed you terribly, but I wanted to hear about it because you know what? I didn't uh, I didn't get to uh, catch up with you beforehand. You just sort of walked in, and we just got right underway here. Yep. But uh, so tell me a little bit about what it was like to be on uh, a boat with your colleagues and uh, it was great. some listeners. And where did you go? Uh, we went to Mexico, to the Mexican Riviera. Those who listen to Dr. Stu's podcast regularly and listen to every word may know that I do a radio show in Los Angeles on in the morning here on KRLA AM 870 and AM 590 in the Inland Empire. <laughs> and we did a morning answer. That's the name of our show. And iHeartRadio, if you want to catch it uh, from anywhere else in the country. Or tune in or listen off the station's website. We're literally thousands and thousands. Never miss a minute of the morning answer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, We're off. I'm not on that station. Yeah, that show show ended at This is a different show. Oh, I'm sorry. Sometimes I get confused. 855-785-8255. This isn't a Colin show. What? Oh, I'm... This is a doctor <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing yeah, the gynecologist They can't call in. It's askdrstu at gmail.com. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me for just a moment. He's the gynecologist, the gynecologist, right? Yeah, yeah. Home oh, birth thing. Home birth, right. Yeah. Yeah, you should have given me a note. I worked yeah. so much. So no Hillary talk. It's not, Let's the, just, it's uh, not the auto mechanic show either, right? Okay, we're not fixing cars. Where's the colon cleanse guy? Does he come in? When, when do I do the colon cleanse? That, that, that's after this. We don't want to talk about that right, right now. All right, so this is the gynecologist does the home birth. Huh? Yeah, do not confuse this with the colon cleansing No, show. no, no. Of course not. That would be crazy. Colon Ooh, blow with Whitman. That's the next step. Right, colon blow with... Again, we have to have a meeting about that name. I don't like that name. Col- but, how about blowing out Whitman's colon? I like that better. Okay, let me go back. Okay, so Dr. Stu, no, seriously, buddy, we had a great time. About, I'd probably 100 listeners come. They buy cabins to cruise with the morning answer. And have you ever, ever done that Mexican cruise where you do Cabo? The three, no, 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 Pacific Ocean Mexican cruise, no. I've, I've done a cruise in the uh, Caribbean. See, which from L.A., which thinks you have to fly to Miami to get the airplane. Yeah, Fort Lauderdale, right? Yeah, this is, right, South Florida. I hate 
the airplane part. This is great. You drive down to Long Beach, you get out, you get on a beautiful Norwegian star was the cruise we were on. And we went to Cabo and then we went to Mazatlan and then we went to Puerto Vallarta and you stop. There's excursions, which you can do. You can do your own thing. You can do a group event. You can do nothing. You can stay on the boat. You, you can, can stay you on can the go boat. onto shore. You know, I, they jack up the prices like uh, a lot when the ships are in the harbor there. You know that, right? Who? Uh, what do you mean? The For local the drinks and the, oh, and do the they souvenirs really? and everything else. Yeah. Uh, how would I know? Because I can't. I, I don't know but it. When... Years years ago, I had a, a friend of mine who had an uncle who had a place down in Cabo San Lucas, and this was way before Cabo was anything but three hotels basically on the beach. This was in the early '80s, I believe. And and your so friend we, we was would... a contemporary of yours who lived in Southern California. No, he lived in Minneapolis. Okay. But his uncle, I went to high. I went to high school with him. His uncle had a place, and we would go down there, and we'd spend a week and a half down. In Cabo, living in a regular house down in Cabo, and you know the markets and stuff were empty except when the ships came in. Then everybody came off the ships, and the prices on everything would go up. So you just don't go shopping or drinking or eating when the ship is in the harbor. That's pretty charming, Stu. How often did the ships come in when you were kids? How often was it every day? I assume. No, no, there were there were like two, three days a week where uh, there was no ship in the harbor. See, I, I get the impression now. I made a comment to a couple of my friends on this cruise that it has to be like. Barren. I mean, if no ships, forget it. No Americans coming in to buy stuff or eat stuff or drink stuff. And those little shore towns are Well, done. yeah, but, but Mazatlan and Puerto Vallarta are destination resorts, too. That's true. Right. I flew once. I once took a, uh, with Rick Dees, of all things, we did Party Vallarta, where we went to Puerto Vallarta, but it was Party Vallarta. Oh, boy. Oh, you must have been wild. I can just see you just, just going oh, crazy. Oh, I did some right. crazy stuff on that trip. I yeah. was 20... Or 21. I know I was in college. I know I was in college because I had to. I was at uh, whatever resort in Puerto Vallarta with Rick Dees. I, was, I had to fax my midterm paper like from the hotel <laughs> office, you know, to my professor back on Staten, Staten Island. It was like, you're what with Rick Dees? You do like a radio show? I'm like, yeah, I'll explain it when I get home. But, but here's my midterm paper. And I faxed it. Yeah. So anyway, so it sounds like you had a really good time. I had a great time. The ship is great. You know, my some of my favorite days, Doctor Stu, are the are the on on the sea days where you're on the ship. I didn't bring anybody with me, but I thought about you on the last day, and I'll, I'll tell you why I thought about you on the last day, because the last day was a Saturday. You get off at seven o'clock. Swear to goodness, I was one of the first humans off the ship. I rolled my own piece of luck. I had to get off the ship yeah, by that I point. I, I mean, it was like by 7.30 a.m. I was in the parking lot meeting my friend who came to pick me up. And I was thinking about you for a couple of reasons. First reason was, God, I wish I had a buddy here. It's Saturday. I got all day. I have nothing to do. You know, go play a few cards in the casino. I did that. But that one day felt like four days. That felt like forever. So I wanted someone to sort of hang with. So I would go down and play cards a little bit just to pass time. And, you know, I don't drink. So it's not like I'm going to get drunk and pass out till would tomorrow. You get, would you get a, uh, accosted or approached by listeners? And would that be something you didn't really want to do? No, that's okay. You know, the, the, that's uh, the people who listen to our radio show, I don't want to be corny, but they are wonderful people. Oh, yeah, they're great. They're really nice people. So, uh, in fact, I had dinner with a number of them a couple of different times oh, nice. uh, yeah th uh, throughout the week uh at the asian restaurant then we had steaks all together one night that was really kind of fun so they're good people it's just that i you know my add after six days i've decided okay i've got to get off the boat how does your ocd work on the cruise the, okay you would be so proud of me 
because we, my stories of leaving a hotel room or a cruise cabin are legendary. I basically vacuum my way out of the room because I can't leave anything behind me. He laughs, but it's serious mental illness. Well, I don't doubt it at all. Of a debilitating nature. Oh, I know it's serious, but it's seriously funny. It's seriously funny. It is. So on Saturday, I so much wanted to get out of there, so I, I didn't have a lot. I had one big bag. I had my laptop for the show, and then I had a carry-on with my toiletries and like a couple of extra shoes thrown in there and a belt and stuff like that. So I was so ready to go that from four o'clock the afternoon before I had the suitcase <laughs> packed. Can you imagine? Typical yeah. me. He got there and he started packing right. to leave. <laughs> <laughs> with the overhead over the back and the laptop up against it. And in the morning I said, okay, uh, I'm not even going to check. I'm not even going to check. And I said, oh, damn it, it's me. I'm going to check one time. And then I pulled every drawer out, every drawer, like a full check under the bed, saw nothing and said, ah, la, 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 hit the lights, close the door and out and let the door shut and victory. I did it in two and, and did, a half Did minutes. you have that moment when the door shut that you said, I know I forgot something in there? I didn't even this time. That's, and I know. See, that's, that's really great. Because so, I really so, listen, to... I, I know that you uh, and your uh, colleagues on the radio show were comped by the radio station, but mm -hmm. I, I was curious, what was the, what was the cost to be a listener on a cruise. Do you have any idea? Was it a five, six-day cruise, seven days? Well, how many days was it? Uh, it was a seven-day cruise. And by the way, my cruise was comped, but I mean, I, you know, I uh, thank you to the Passport Connection because I found a guy. Oh, who yeah. Got Last, the, no, talk about for a, guy for, for a guy who's OCD. To leave your passport for like oh, like four days before you're leaving, you don't have a passport yet. Right, and they do a great service. By the way, so you're not having a passport, Brian. Does this mean, was this the very first time in your life Stu, that I've, you left the continental United States? No, well, I've done Mexico before. I did this cruise 12 years ago, but all you needed was your birth certificate and a, a driver, ID. Yeah, right? driver's license. And I had, you know, uh, uh, but I had to get my original birth certificate. I mean, I'm not complaining, but this was $700 just to so you're not, you're get not all been, that stuff. Have you been to Canada? Never have been out of the country. Bahamas is still like a Bahamas is part. It's not part of the U.S., but they're controlled by us or something. Not any, well, maybe you like the U.S. Virgin Islands. I was in I was in Bermuda in the 90s. I was in Bermuda in the 90s. I was in Mexico in the 90s. We got to get this boy out. He's got to well, go to Europe. Well, that's what I want to do is go to Europe. Maybe Middle East, maybe Syria. Yeah, I'd love Iraq. to. I'd love, yeah, yeah. I don't see him in the desert. <laughs> yeah, to Crete, you know, this time of year. Beautiful. Sure, yeah, sure. great. No, but. Uh, I know there's some cheap real estate there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you do. Right. I would love to go, uh, uh, but now I have the passport. And uh, look, I know I paid for a lot of stuff, too. I mean, you know, you, you know, there's everything's included. The food's good. But you wind up doing things here and right, there. Right, okay. So but so for the average uh, consumer who wasn't part of this thing because this is i'm going to get to my point here, i think which they is made sort of, some i think they made some great deals to answer your question i never advertised prices because i never knew them exactly but the idea was they weren't the you know call now the price is not going to be more than the number of this radio station which is 870 so i think we had cruises for 800 bucks so that's really really good deal. and cruises are generally a, a good deal. deal plus they'd give you like a 200 dollar on ship credit. I mean, they made it a really attractive deal. Right. I saw my stub. The station gave me my boarding pass, and I oh. saw what that was paid, and it was just over a thousand dollars. Well, it's kind of like the deal where you know the movie theater. The, the some of these movie theaters around the city have days where you can get in for like three bucks. So you get in for three bucks, then you spend eighteen dollars on uh, on like a small popcorn and a soda. Right. Get your so they worth. they know that if they get you on the boat, that they're going to get you to spend money on other right. stuff. Right. And I'm not a drinker, so with me, maybe they lose on that. But I was there to do our radio show. We did it every day of the week. Uh, we weren't on vacation from the radio show. We did five radio shows every morning with uh, you know fifty to hundred listeners in a showroom who had a great time, had breakfast. We all had fun. Did the show live with them and for them, and on the radio at the same time. 
And uh, then in the evening, we had events planned. We, I did my panel, Legendary. I, I, my friend Dennis Prager does Ask a Jew. I now have debuted Ask a Liberal. It's a great panel. People come and ask a liberal. Anything and everything goes. So that and they was just fun. go, why? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they so stare fun. at me and go, how did you happen? <laughs> and I explain it. I do a lot of comedy and impressions and stuff like that. So that was fun. Well, liberalism is not hard to defend. Leftism is hard to defend. I yeah, you, you, you often make the distinction that you think I'm a liberal but not a leftist. Oh, you're not a leftist. And uh, may I ask you what, what the difference is? Well, you're not a socialist. No, I'm not you're a socialist. You're a capitalist. Of course I am, Correct. Yes. Uh, that's one. Yeah. All right, you don't believe in complete redistribution of wealth. You don't think that they, somebody has the right to take the fruits of your labor, the hardworking expertise that you've gotten in 30 years in radio, and say, okay, we're going to take your salary and give it to somebody else. Of course not. Right, so you're not a leftist. Right, oh, okay. All right. Right. All right. Well, I mean, you... that, that's just that's just one of a bazillion uh, different reasons. All right. But the reason I'm out and talking yeah. a little bit about the money is because I'm intrigued because I wanted to bring up the fact that most of us, you know, save every year for vacation. Right. Uh, it could be an eight hundred and seventy dollar vacation. Right. Uh, or it could be a couple thousand dollars. And if you have a family of three or four, it could be six, seven thousand dollars to take a vacation. With my former girlfriend, I took a cruise. We spent seven grand. Right. Okay, without thinking about it, yeah. you spent seven grand. The reason I bring this up is because I've just noticed more often in the last couple of weeks that I've had people contact me yeah. either through email or through Facebook or through um, uh, my my website, birthinginstincts.com. Uh, yeah, you do a lot of business through there. Correct. Don't you? And they contact me with questions about a breach delivery or twin delivery or VBAC delivery. And I give them a whole big spiel of information. And then they send me back information Do you take Medi-Cal? Do you take uh, United Healthcare? All right, and my my answer to them is pretty much the same. It says no. That I don't know of any home birth practitioner who can do a home birth for what Medi-Cal, which is in California, what Medicaid is to the rest of the United States. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you for putting it that way. I know people might have been wondering. Right. And uh, we don't, we can't do it. And so they they say thank you very much. And then they end up instead of having the birth that they wanted to, like uh, they wanted to have a VBAC, but their, their hospital doesn't do a VBAC, they'll end up going for a cesarean section. Right. Or if they have a breach, they'll end up having a cesarean section rather than paying out of pocket for a breach delivery, either at home or in a with a with a physician like Dr. Ronald Wu in Glendale. Um, who do, right here in Glendale. Yeah, who does, uh, you talk about your colleague, Dr. Who, Wu, who does, a lot. We're going to talk about Breach probably in the next podcast. By the way, Dr. Wu should come in at some point and do this podcast. I would love to have him come yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, I'm He's just... He's incredibly busy. I'm thinking out loud, but yeah. he'd be great because you mention him a lot and he sounds like a real kindred spirit of yours. Yeah, well, in the next podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, uh, new documentary that's coming out. But my point being is okay. that we are quick to spend $6,000 on a vacation. I mean, not quick, but... We go into debt for that. We put it on a credit card because we want that vacation. We live in a plastic society. But for so many people, because of, of conditioning and long-standing, the long habit of not thinking something wrong, doing it a certain way, that they never stop to think out of their box, they think that, well, I have insurance or I have Medi-Cal, so why should I possibly pay for something? And they don't think about the great value that, that vaginal birth or, or the, getting the birth that they want has well you know what it's funny i have been in my life i'm glad you this is a great conversation because we're touching on something we've never talked about before money the finances of home birth we've never talked we've never done a podcast i don't think we have on the finances of home birth so i'm glad we're doing that let me talk to you for a moment about the finances of brian whitman as i've said on the radio a thousand times often to to great laughter because i'm more comfortable on the air than i am in real life i say to people look i've lived life poor as poor you know terrible and i've lived uh, a life where I was high on the hog, yes. Yeah. Really high. And believe on. me, you'd rather live 
with a lot of money. You'd rather live life with a lot of money. Right now, I'm working to get back to where I was. I've got a great job. I can't say much about my work situation, but let me just say good things on the horizon. You know, amen. The station likes me. Let me just say that much, okay? Station really likes me. Yep, from your lips. To, to God, you know. Okay, so right. the, you know, so I'm in the rebuilding sort of process. But you are right. Oftentimes, people will uh, service excellent service, a great performance, a great product costs money. People go into the grocery store and they look and they go, "Oh my gosh, bop bop bop!" For that piece of you know, for that item, you go, "Well, that item was has been on you know was uh, you know that maple syrup I don't know was you know was manufactured was taken out of a tree was was bottled was shipped all across the country by some guy who hadn't seen his family for two months and it's can be yours for five dollars or we complain Tim Conway Jr. does this great we complain about gasoline where else in the world can you be in Studio City put take a take out a five dollar bill. In the comfort of your car with your air conditioner, listening to your radio, your Dr. Stu's podcast, enjoying whatever you want to hear and drive all the way to the Pacific Ocean in Malibu on five dollars. And you're going to complain that costs too much. Yeah, they're spoiled because it used to cost two dollars. Right. That's the point, though. Right. I mean, I think that might be one of your points. I don't well, I'm, what I'm trying to point out is that we you know, it take it takes a rethinking of what this event really means to people. And taking it again away from being a medical event or a, or a medical procedure to being a life event. I mean, you only have, well, unless you're Jill Duggar, you only have two <laughs> or three children right. in your life. You're only going to give birth one, two, three times, sometimes zero. But for this, for the sake of our discussion, you're going to give birth, say, two times. Right. You're not going to do it a lot. Right. And it's and it's memorable. We've talked about this before, Brian. I've told you that that women. When they're old and stuff like that, they may not remember the name of the their boss. They may not remember a lot of stuff, but they remember every detail about the birth of their babies. Yeah, they just remember that. And a lot of women don't have pleasant memories about the birth of their babies. So when I hear when I hear people sign off to me on the email saying, "Well, thanks very much," you know, it's outside of our budget. I, I just I cringe because one, I don't want money to be the the deciding factor of how someone gets a birth that they want. Right. I really would like to see it be more universally accepted and covered. Um, I don't think insurance can ever pay, it will ever pay what the value of it is, what a midwife charges, or what I charge, because of the care that we give is so intensive and so extensive that you can't, it, it, you can't do it for what insurance thinks the value of it is. Because but, it's unlike anything in any cut, cut current medical construct that you're familiar with. Your the level well, is, of care it, you I, provide I, is outside of the box of any medical construct existing today. Right. I mean, people people understand that plastic surgery, okay, is not going to be covered by their insurance, and they're gonna if they really want it, they're gonna find a way to pay for it. They're gonna go into debt, or they're gonna pay for it. All right. Well, the, the birth experience is something that is is far more important in the long run for for your memory and your life and for the actually for the, the start of your baby and getting the birth that you you want which may give your baby an advantage in life too. Well yeah, I mean not to be understated that last part. And so and so I don't I I'm I'm at a dilemma here and I don't I can't take each individual person and explain to them what my friend Bliss used to explain. We used to have a meeting every week uh, at the when the sanctuary was still open and we had meetings with with pr- prospective parents and one of the things she would talk about afterwards was the finances of it. At the end of the meeting, we talk about the finances. And she would say something which I found to be really brilliant. 
and it's been repeated over and over again now, and I don't know if she made it up, but I'm going to give her credit for it, was she talked about comparing the birth that you want with, say, your wedding, all right? What if they had birth insurance? You'd take it. Well, they do, um, but they, they do. Uh, oh, okay. Um, but but, this, but, the, but they, we do have birth insurance. I said that wrong. What if they had wedding insurance? Oh, of course. And what if you got married, and every year, every year from the time you're 18 years old, you put $100 a, a month away into your wedding insurance. And then when you were 30 and you got married, you'd have everything, all, you'd everything have that you wanted for your wedding was paid for. Right, already paid Wouldn't for. Wouldn't that be great? Right. Except they would decide what venue you're going to have your wedding at. And they would decide what kind of dress you could have and what kind of food you could have at your wedding. And, you know, they'd invite people to your wedding you don't even like, right? You would never do that it wouldn't be with yours. your wedding. Right, it wouldn't be your wedding. You would wedding. never do that with a bat mitzvah. Right. You would never do that, all right? But with the birth, we let the third-party payers decide all those things. Where are you going to have the baby? Who's going to be in the room with you when you have the baby? Oftentimes, what time you're going to have with the C-section, right? What well, time well, Yeah, when, when you're going to be induced... Uh, what you can eat, what you can't eat, what you're restricted from eating, what you're restricted from walking. And we let insurance companies take over this most glorious event in a woman's life. That is that is put that is framed, Dr. Stu, in a way that that is so eloquent the way you put that, because it is to think that such a such an event, such a moment is uh, stolen in so many ways by the medical establishment. We're not being argumentative. I'm not being argumentative. I know you're not either. But the details of it, and in many ways, the memories of it, the, in many ways, the beauty of it is stolen and maybe hijacked by procedures of an insurance company. We need to, we need to, re, we need to revamp how people look at birth and think about it. I'm thinking of this one person in particular. She was a woman from Yucca Valley, uh-huh. uh, which is out in the high desert here in Southern California. You do seem to have a lot of people you care for, clients, Dr. Stu, that are in Southern California, <laughs> but a little bit away. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, and, and is that because geographic? and then don't forget where you were going, but don't, don't forget yeah, where you were don't going. Worry. Is that because geographically... The you know we've talked about the psychology the psychographic of the home birth couple is that because they're kind of earthy as I've said and I have my little uh, euphemisms and they are out there a little bit uh, and no no and you know that we've talked about that before the average home birth person is is highly educated uh, 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 highly professional I never said they weren't those yeah. things. Right. right. Oh, when you just said like they're, no, they're earthy, they're earthy and, out there. and sort of out there. They're... No, I think that's because in places like Yucca Valley and Temecula mm-hmm. and other places, uh, they don't have choices. You know, there's one hospital and it's their way or the highway. Yeah, right. And anyway, so I just, I mean, I remember then, and she was, she, she's a perfect candidate for a vaginal delivery in the, in the, in the way she wants it. The person but you're caring she, for in Yucca she Valley. Asked me, yeah, she about. asked me if she, if I take Medi-Cal. And heart, you know, heart, uh, it was heart-wrenching for me. I had to type her back and say, no, I don't take Medi-Cal. This is what I charge. Medi-Cal may reimburse a small amount. Like Medi-Cal pays about $1,087 for global OB fee, and it pays about 500 and some dollars for just the delivery alone. Now, the, the average physician charges about $3,000, $3,200, for a delivery. Right. Blue Cross maybe pays somewhere between 1800 and 2400 for a delivery. The average midwife charges about 4500 to 6000 for a delivery. I charge a little more than that because I have a midwife on my team. Plus I'm a physician. I have extra skill and all the training and all the stuff that goes along with it. Right. But 
I know, and I, you're and, providing and something I don't, I don't, that nobody else is providing. And I don't providing. know this woman's situation. I know she's having a baby, so she's okay. gonna, there are going to be expenses that she's going to have to face as she's the years a, go by. She's aware of that. Correct. So I don't know if she if she drives a car. I don't know if she takes a vacation. But it just seems to me, and maybe I'm being harsh a little bit, that... that harsh on them or harsh on you? No, harsh on them and harsh on the, on the, on the, on the woman just to say, get your priorities straight. Go to your parents. Yeah. Take out a credit card. Borrow the money. Yeah. Do whatever you have to do. Get the birth that you want. Yeah. And you know what? Two, three years from now, that six or $7,000 that it ended up costing you it won't, won't mean a thing. Yeah. But the, but the memory and the birth and, and the experience and not having a cesarean when you didn't want one will be with you the rest of your life. Can I make a suggestion? I think uh, I have a couple of things to say to that. The liberal in me says, you know, look, it is very easy. It is because, again, I've been both. I've been, you know, I won't, I won't say what I used to make. And uh, by the way, I make a great living today, but I'm coming back from debts that I was in when I didn't work, when I didn't have a radio show for years, bumping into people on the street doing radio shows because people are like, hey, you're Brian Whitman. Yeah. Hey, Whitman, what do you think of the, you know, what's going on? And those were my radio shows, you know, at the pizza place when fans who hadn't heard me on the radio would bump into me. And that, I tell you, that's the greatest compliment I ever got when I was out of work. I'd get an email and somebody said, I really missed you today on the radio and I'd write back why and they say I really missed you because I I couldn't I just would have loved to hear what your opinion would have been about and then XYZ it's a new uh, story I can, I can I can see people I feel the same way Brian that, that felt great when but, you're not on when you're not on the show it's like yeah I'm flipping to 790 oh well by the way <laughs> oh, they're, they're great people I'm just, I gotta stop I've got so much going on in life that's I, a, I gotta stop myself that's an inside joke yeah, for, oh, they're, with us, they're, this, they're this. good people they're right, good people right. uh, and uh, my friend Doug McIntyre who does that morning show with uh, uh, very with own producer Randy, Randy that's right and, and Drew Hayes who runs that radio station is a genius they're great guys it's a good show it is a good show. It's a great show. Um, so but the, the, the point is not about me. The point is that it's easy for people. And this is where the liberal in me comes out, right? It's easy for people. Like you said at one point, get your priorities straight. You know what? Her priorities, this anonymous woman in Yucca Valley, this anonymous, very pregnant woman in very Yucca nice. Valley. Very nice. I mean, sure, the, very the letter sweet. was heartfelt and sure. sincere. And, and I her, was really broken up about it. Her priorities might be straighter than you think, than you're giving her credit for. It's tough out there. I got it. Not that you need to change your policies I, or the way you do business. Well, we, but, we, and we do and we do a lot. We do pro bono deliveries and stuff. I'm we sure just you can't do. do. We can't do a ton of them, and right. we give discounts to people, and we and we do we do negotiate with people as yeah. far as need. Uh, uh, you know, with, if sure. they can, if they sure. need it. Sure. But well, no, you're a sweetheart. People ought to know that. People, I know that from you, firsthand Brian. experience. You're a sweetheart. People need to know that. <laughs> and I'm here to. I'm living proof that this man's a good friend and a sweetheart. So, so let people know that at the same time, your point is well taken to plan for a childbirth, plan for it, plan for it, because those memories, you plan for a wedding, you plan for a bar mitzvah and suddenly you're pregnant and you take out your insurance card and everything is supposedly out of your control. Really? I think about what you said was so important. I think about uh, my dear friend who lives in Orange, California, the gateway to Orange, California. And uh, his mom is Anna. And is she 82? She might be 83. And she is fully retired. And she loves to cruise. So I took my cruise that we talked about. And I told her about every second of the cruise. You know, I sit and t- I, I'm the, I like to say this. And it's funny. Guys used to say this about me in college. Whitman's the kind of guy who your mom will like. 
I said, I'll take that. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. I would say so. I'll take that. I say, I say, there's a bit of an old, there's a bit of an old man in, in, yeah. inside of you not that like, communicates. Not like you know want to go to lunch with, but no. you know, I'm respectful and I sit and when everybody else is running around doing their thing, I sit and talk to Anna. I'm sorry, I hit you twice I, with my hand here on. Whitman your, loves moms. I love mom. I love people. I think people. Are, my grandfather said to me, Brian, don't ever give up on the goodness. Oh, of by man the way, in this world, just, and that's fundamental to me. I, I, think I, people I, are good. I just because I, you said you love moms today. Today would have been my mom's 89th birthday. God bless in heaven. Right. Right. Believe me, in heaven, she's having a better right. birthday. I always remember her birthday because it's April 15th. Yeah, my, mom, <laughs> my mom's coming up on the 24th, April 24th, and my dad hours later, April 25th. And you know what? This year, they're having the best three-person three birthday party, better than anything they ever had down here. Amen to that. I believe that in yep. my heart as I sit here. And they're proud. They look it's always down. a special day for me, Good, even though I'm it glad. is April 15th. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right, so anyway, your point. Uh, I think I forgot it. No, no my point is that uh, I sit and talk to her about all these things that happen in her life, and here she is at 82 or 83, and she has three children. She remembers Dr. Stu every second, every element, Every, what baby was big, what one gave her a hard time, where she had her, her Paul, where she had her Karen, where she had her Martin. I'm not giving last names. Oh, no. no she remembers there's it no all. Question. Yes, there's that's no question. Right. That those and are... he was three days late, and he was right on time. And she, I couldn't, I got, she woke me up in the middle of the night and was ready to go. You know, she remembers every detail. And she remembers the care she received. Right. She remembers the doctors by name. She, if that, I, that I, doesn't always happen, but they, but they often will remember how how they were treated they will remember if they were treated well by a nurse they may not remember the nurse's name but they, like you said they they do you do remember everything about your birth especially nowadays when we're not using general anesthesia you know there's a whole generation of us that were born to women who don't necessarily remember their birth because, because they were given of, twilight sleep and other things right knocked and, out and that yeah now, question is there any you've mentioned the wedding and when you when we are where we are on time let me know but dr Stu and i are just talking one of the greatest compliments i read was we on can our, go over yeah our comments page on dr Stu's podcast i was reading uh there are wonderful listeners you my friend have wonderful listeners to your podcast to the show that we do together and uh, somebody wrote and i took whoever you are forgive me for i don't remember your name but someone wrote very nicely this show feels like like talk radio used to feel like yeah i saw that and i love thank like, you for bringing that up uh, by the way thank you for writing it i, I <laughs> no, it made it made me feel like a million bucks it made uh, me so happy i thought you wrote it no i thought you did no. but uh so aside yeah from, it did it, it, it made me feel really really good about it uh, because, likewise because i you know you're a professional i i'm just um, a, i'm just a guy on a, with a microphone kindred spirits if this sounds like if this reminds you of what you heard growing up on the radio we'll take that every day uh or if it reminds you of something you'd like to hear on the radio or if you're choosing this over something you'd otherwise listen to on the radio thank you a million thank yous for that the question i was going to ask you dr Stu, is there you mentioned a wedding yes is there anything other than a wedding that can in the life of the typical or average woman in the world come close to the momentousness is that a word momentousness yes that's a word momentous nature Today. of childbirth of, no. the, of the day you have your baby no i mean if you ask ask women who are mothers obviously women who haven't had a baby or or haven't had the good fortune of being able to be pregnant don't have that memory but if you ask any woman who's had a baby it is for them the most memorable day of their lives and if they're married they'll and don't have a baby they'll say oh my wedding day wedding but then day. it changes and often they'll say both they'll say the two most memorable days of my life are the day my baby was born and my day i married my husband you know 
But it's better than buying a boat. Isn't it wonderful about humans? Seriously, <laughs> you, isn't it wonderful? If you, you, know, if you, you know what I'm talking about, You just right? said something. Let me say something positive, because, yeah. and this is all very positive. Isn't it wonderful how when that question's asked and we just reviewed it now, nobody, thank goodness, for divine reasons, I think, nobody says, the day I remember most or the day I'll never forget is the day that so-and-so passed away. Right. People, you know, people, I think people have a sense that, uh, that others are still with. People have a sense uh, of what's good and worth remembering, what's worth the mental and emotional calisthenics of remembering and what's the not. Brain, the brain has a, you know, when, the, when you remember good things, your brain puts out endorphins and oxytocin, which are the hormones that are, are, make you feel good and they're bonding and loving. And when you have tragic memories, you, your brain will do things to try to make them go away. I mean, there are people who have repressed memories. You've heard of repressed memories. You've heard of being people with post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, we do everything we can to sort of, mm-hmm. you know, even out those memories. We don't want people to necessarily erase those memories. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can. There's some horrific people, things of, think perfect things. Just watching YouTube videos of what's going on great, uh, in the uh, Middle uh, East right now is, great, is horrible. I have a great example for you. About a month ago, I got into on my YouTube. I grew up in New York when a, when a very sensational tabloid case hit the news. And a lot of women remember this case for obvious reasons. And it's the case of the New York Central Park jogger. This young 28-year-old woman, very successful banker on Wall Street, went jogging one night in Central Park and was brutally beaten. She was raped. She was left for dead. They thought for sure she'd die. It became that not I was in New York. I was a kid. I was 17 years old. It was the, oh my gosh, can you believe that? People were crying. Can you believe the evil of that? And the world rallied around this woman. She has come back. She's a runner. She runs marathons. She's a motivational speaker. She's written a book, a book called I Am the Central Park Jogger. The media, because of responsibility, kept her anonymous uh, for every right reason, but she has now outed herself. And in part of her story, Dr. Stu, she writes very clearly, I can't talk about the event because I don't remember it, and I'm grateful for it, uh, mostly well, because but I she doesn't have... remember because she was unconscious, probably. Well, that's what I mean. Right. I mean, she, 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 but even hours before she, so the attack happened maybe at eight o'clock at night. Her last memory is maybe leaving work at five o'clock that night. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So she'll never have a flashback or a nightmare. And right. I thought, oh, that's wonderful. And by the way, wonderful that she's as well. No, as so she it is. is a, it is a it is a great thing that that the brain does that for us, and time does that for us, and time sort of does heal all wounds. Yeah. Um, so is the message of this podcast to take a moment, even if it's right now, to appreciate that uh, if babies are coming into your life, that it is something that you'll remember forever. And it is something that you want to have just as you plan the vacation you spoke about, just as we plan our children's education. It's something we want to have the appropriate resources so that we may do it and so that it may happen in its beautiful, natural way, in a way that we are comfortable, cared for, and remember only wonderfully. And that it has value. It has more value than, than, the, than our culture in the United States wants to give it. It is, it is an incredibly important thing, not only for your memories, but also for your health, your, your baby's health. It's not something that you should shortchange. Um, if you're restricted in your area, you need to look in other areas, you know, seek out information, plan ahead. And if you have to go into debt to get the birth that you want, go into debt and get the birth that you want. You'll get out because of you debt. Because you'll get out of debt. You will. It'll, 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 it'll be gone. It'll, right. the, the, you're, you know, like I said, two or three years later, 
that you'll have that baby. You have that baby. Give him a part time job. You'll get the money. Yeah, back. or get him a get him an advertising <laughs> job. Get him a get him in the in the uh, uh, commercials. And isn't stuff it like that. isn't it wonderful though? And uh, this it's America. Sort of, you can do all that stuff. A lighter note here. A good way to sort of wrap up on a lighter note. Isn't it wonderful that isn't there wonderful a wonderful thing about the human model about humanity about all mammals? But oh, I don't know about all mammals because I don't know the lifespan of all mammals. But humans, isn't it beautiful that? Uh, in most cases, I've been denied, but but I did at the end. I held my parents at the end when they passed. When when people have their babies, people take care of their babies, and then at the end, those babies take care of mom and dad in the final days. You you hope so that yeah you, you hope so. We, That's we got, the we got way. away we got away from that. For, How and, how did we get away from in that? the baby boomer generation? Because the baby boomers are sort of like selfish. Like I'm one of them, so I can say that about myself. Is that we took we took birth and death, and we moved it out of the house, and we moved it away. And it's sterile, all right. And and we put parents. When I grew up, I slept in the same room as my grandfather till he died. Wonderful. All right. That's now, right. if somebody needs nursing home stuff, they're in a nursing home, and we drive over to visit them once a week or twice a week or maybe even more often if we're really dedicated to our parents. But we sort of farm that stuff out, and and I'm not sure we're better off for it. Yeah, that's a show in and of itself. My mother, God bless her said, uh, Nana, or Nana said, Brian, she'll never go to a nursing home. I'll never let her go to a nursing home. But then it got to a point where my own mother, God bless her, had MS. She couldn't care for Nana. Yep. Nana was physically stronger at 30 years older than my mother was. There was no choice but for my grandmother to be in a facility where she could actually be cared for. It broke everybody's heart, but it did happen. Right, because... On the, Despite well, all the swearing that it wouldn't, it did happen. Because because it's a, it is a full-time job to take care of somebody who, who, who has that... It's a full-time job for a mom to take care of a baby. And it's a full-time job for uh, an, an adult, adult to, to take, take care, care of, a, of, a, of a, an, ailing an, an, an ailing or an invalid parent. And our society really makes it hard for that because we got two people, two, two, working, uh, two parents working, and it's, the th things are so expensive and stuff. We, we all need to take a better look and slow down and, and, and think of the pleasures of sociability more and, then, and less into the, uh, the, the uh, Commercialization, yeah. materialization. I'll tell you something about society, though. Uh, 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 one of my final points. I'll tell you something about society. Society never, ever, for better or worse, I'm just making an observation, my friends. For better or worse, society never takes a second look, never a scornful or even a discerning look at an adult parent who makes the tough decision to put their parent in a nursing home. Uh, society always understands that because, you know, because they don't want that look when they have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when, if you're sitting around, you meet at, at a Christmas party, a holiday party, some function, a work party, you meet somebody you've never met before. How are your parents? Oh, well, you know, they're in a home, but you know, we said nobody looks at them or thinks of them and goes, ah, take care of your own. Have you, why don't you ever live in at your house? Nobody has that. Re Very few people would have that reaction in 2015 because we understand how hectic our own lives are with our buzzers and our handheld and our phones going off, just to name a few of the distractions of life. We all understand how... Ugh, mentally and emotionally freeing it would be to be able to, God, I don't mean to talk about them like they're no, footballs, I know, but, but to hand them off to clinicians who can we need, deal we with all, that. We all need to slow down. We all need to think of what's valuable in our lives. We all need to maybe rethink our pursuit of materialistic things and wealth and you know working 60, 70 hours a week. I mean, obviously, you need to survive in the society, but somehow we've gotten to a point where we've prioritized things like big, expensive cars, uh, big, expensive TVs. I mean, 
those things are important, and if you can afford them and pay for them, that's that's fine. But, but they've become must-haves. But they become they become priorities over some of the things that are probably much more important, such as the taking care of your senior parent or, or the birth of the, your or child, the birth of your child, in the way you want to have it, in a way you want to remember it, in the way you want to remember it, and which which is b- better for you and better for your baby, and if you can have that vaginal birth, better for the next baby and the rest of your life. So um, it has value, and that was the point of the whole podcast. This is great. Taking stuff. a vacation has value. We all need them. We all find a way to pay for them. Yep. And so let's find a way to pay for uh, for the birth that we want as well. That's great stuff. It's always great to talk to you. Uh, thanks for joining us on podcast number seventy six. Wow. Ask Doctor Stu. Doctor Stu's podcast. That's the web email address. Ask Doctor Stu at gmail Ask Doctor Stu at gmail He answers every single email. Subscribe on iTunes. You get an alert. You'll never miss a podcast, and you'll get a little. Uh, you'll, you'll you you can rate the show five star. I think that was a five star program. Be honest with you. Completely. I love you, Brian. I love you right back, my friend. Thank. We love you, too, because without you, we, we might be sitting here talking to each other, but it wouldn't be nearly as fun. He's talking about Randy, right? Of course. Yeah, producer, <laughs> producer Randy. He's the best. Randy. Thank you very much. You're a mensch. Thanks for joining us on Dr. Stu's See Podcast. See you next time.